0: This time on Holy Ghost Notes.
1: You're done. Get off the throne.
0: Emma's not dead. Are you serious, man? Deep breathing exercises. No, no, no. Gonna send you some black eyeliner.
1: Don't do this. Hello and welcome to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. My name is Mac Reiner, and I am with my co-host, Tim Anderson. Hey. We are further away than usual from each other. I am in Austin, Texas, on tour, backstage at a venue called Emo's. Emo's used to be downtown. Um, I was just telling my wife this morning, I loved the old Emo's. It's one of those things where the building was much worse, the sound system was, I'm sure, worse than what it is here. But there's just something special about it that I kind of miss.
0: Emo's not dead, man. Emo's not dead.
1: Emo is not dead. Can't wait for the cruise. This venue is still called Emos, so it's. Uh, Are
0: you on that cruise?
1: Still alive and well. Yeah.
0: Really? Your emo that's band? Why you were
1: making that reference.
0: No, I um, just I, the phrase. I didn't realize you guys were in that emo lump.
1: Would you? But I guess that makes sense. I guess a No,
0: nah. metalcore. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, like, I, w- I could see why, like, emo in my mind was the crossover between pop punk and screamo, or like, mm-hmm. I guess, metal in a way. Yeah, like, pop punk and metal was kind of like the in between there is emo. So you got your singing.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say and metal. You got your, no.
0: like, emotional. Yeah, but it's not even metal. It's like, it's like not. not quite, I don't know how to describe it. Screamo is the best way I, I know, but Screamo became Screamo because it was, like, a heavier emo. Yeah. Because emo could be acoustic, like mm-hmm. Dashboard was, like, emo, yep. but then you have, like, your senses fail, which is also emo, or the used, mm-hmm. and that was, like, mm-hmm. screaming, and you know. Mm-hmm. But I could see, I feel like you guys would fit in because a lot of the listener base mm-hmm. would have, especially at the time where your band started to really... um take know, off get yeah take off get popular it was like right around that like taste of chaos surge mm-hmm. taste you know, of chaos um, <laughs> yeah man dude i was i was all into taste that. so i mean imagine chaos. me a little pop wow. punk kid all, all of a sudden you're adding some screaming into my pop punk songs i was all about oh, it <laughs> oh my gosh
1: well okay so we are on the emo's not dead cruise but we are the heaviest band i i, I think on Emo's not yeah. dead so, if that brings some context to the kinds of bands that are on the cruise, it's it's gonna be yeah. so fun. Yeah, to do this. Have you ever we're, played a cruise before? We're doing no, and we're doing we're doing two shows, and um, the only thing that oh, man, there's one there's one drawback. So, I wanted to bring Annie and Eleanor, and mm. I think Emma's not dead uses Norwegian cruise line. And I, it, this might be company policy for all the cruises. It makes sense. I get it. Um, your baby has to be six months old or older. Uh, Eleanor will be five months, three weeks. Oh, man. Yep. So, Annie's not coming along because she's going to be at home taking care of Eleanor. That's too bad. It does. But um, but that aside, I mean, that that was just going to be a really – special thing on top of the fact that my band is playing a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's so it's, cool. That still, that, that part still exists. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: didn't realize you guys were on it. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's awesome. The Devil Wears <laughs> Prada and I haven't okay. memorized any of the other bands on it, but should be a good time. I'm not even sure how we got into that. Oh, because I was talking about Emo. Cause you're at Emo's. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's one of those things where this venue is, is obviously much nicer, more accommodating, um yeah. Probably a lot nicer as a fan to attend. But there's just something about that, that other place downtown. I think the one side of the venue was open. So if you were walking down like 6th Street, you could look in and see. Mm. Like you were essentially backstage on the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, kind of like and Nashville's main strip, like where –
1: Yes. You can kind of exactly. look behind
0: the bands that are playing. Yeah. That's super that's cool. That's
1: actually a good way to put it, except there was no wall or, you know, glass or anything. Yeah. Um, so I have good memories playing there with Between the Buried and Me, All That Remains, Buried Your Dead, all those like Demon Hunter um, tours that went through, through Austin, you know. And, and back then, Austin yeah. wasn't. Nearly as as popular and busy as it is now. It's it's. I would love to yeah. see numbers on how many people moved here from California and other parts of the the country. Uh, yeah, this yeah. was one of those destinations: Austin, Boise, Nashville, Denver. Mm-hmm. Tons of people came here. So, anyway, That's we're cool. at emos, the new emos, and mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I will not be going home for Thanksgiving. I looked into it. And I'd have to fly from Austin if I stayed overnight here home and then make my way all the way back to Tempe, Arizona on Friday. So I'd have Mm -hmm. half of tomorrow home and and that's it. And it's just too risky. It's it's too much moving around. Um, so I'll be, I'll be finding a Thanksgiving meal. Actually, my wife made a good point today. She said, maybe you can find a church or, um, something community minded, community oriented like that that might be serving a Thanksgiving meal because it is Thanksgiving it's going to be tough to find a lot of restaurants that might be open
0: Um, it's too bad we never got brick by brick off the ground you could just uh, hit up your local rep who's in the area
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you want to do you want to get busier Tim we can start uh, brick by brick (laughs) I do not (laughs) (laughs) no it'll be It'll be uh, a lot of your time, and it's not going to um, – you, you you won't be getting paid for it, and um, yeah. <laughs> it'll probably be a massive headache and lots of meetings, and yeah. you want to do it? No.
0: <laughs> Never again. <laughs>
1: Man.
0: In fact, the last conversation I had for Brick by Brick was with someone who was volunteering a lot of their time. He's was very excited about it. And yeah. I basically said, hey, listen, uh, Matt and I are stepping back from this. If you want our endorsements or our support, you, you've got it. But yeah. for all intents and purposes, this is yours now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just Feel free to take it, it,
0: it w- in whatever direction you want. It's like a 14-year-old <laughs>
1: kid that's just looking to learn, you know, how do I, uh, uh, how do I use uh, you know, an Excel spreadsheet? And you're just like, here's yeah. the whole thing. With the whole thing, here's here. here's your next meeting, here's our finances. <laughs>
0: All of this is yours.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, man.
0: Yeah, good times.
1: <laughs> well, we're here because of it. We're here because we of it, and that's, that's yep. cool.
0: So, a lot so of these I conversations in, mirror the conversations we had back then. So,
1: I was in Dallas last night, Pretty and cool. um, I was at the barricade talking to a couple people who listened to Holy Ghost Notes, and I just want to say thank you for super cool showing up to the barricade after a show and um and saying that it means a lot to me uh we we've been doing this podcast for years now and it's easy to forget that um the people that listen to this podcast are also the people that come to our shows or um i don't know yeah. it's, it's it's just really nice to see you face to face so thanks for coming up and saying hi to barricade or a meet and greet and thank you for super supporting cool. us and listening to this thing um, oh, yeah. It's great. The tour, is, the tour is going really well. I actually wanted to talk a little bit about, I, I was not sure how this would go with me leaving home and having a two month old baby at home. Yeah. And I just want to say, um, my wife is amazing. God is good. And it's actually easier to be away in this one regard than, than ever, Hmm. because I think I figured it out. (laughs) When, when I have a strong home, when things are intact, I can go out on tour and it's easier for me to be out here. Then when things are a mess and disorganized, not in the sense that there's stuff everywhere, but that my life is just, um, more chaotic. When yeah. that's the case at home, it's much harder for me to be on tour. And, uh, Annie and I've been able to spend enough time together at home without me being away. It took some time off from Australia that we were able to build some, uh, I think she would say rhythm, which, which I think is a, a really good way of putting it. We, we've, we've built routines and some structure so that when I'm gone, I know what to expect and she knows what to expect um, and it's, it's been really, really good actually. So mm-hmm. a couple things, FaceTime is incredible. I get to see my daughter every day and my wife. Um, the second thing I've learned is it communication is not as hard as I thought it would be. Um, it's more about the the quality of your conversation than the quantity. So maybe four or five minutes here, there, not an hour or two at a time because on tour, your day's so broken up. It can be tough to manage, Mm -hmm. you know, an hour long conversation depending on what time of day it is. But it's been so fun where I'll finish meet and greet and I'll pick up my phone, FaceTime, or I'll get a message from Annie. I see a picture of my daughter and, And, uh, she's, you know, she's changing daily essentially at this age. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it gives me this, this sense of, okay, so we're communicating well. I know what's going on at home. She knows what's going on out here. We know what to expect from each other. So communication expectations, um, and then communication expectations and then purpose. So I know my wife is working at home by herself to keep, keep things in order and take care of eleanor <laughs> and that when i get up to play I, I think about it a couple times during the show and on on one hand tam it's, it's funny because it's like i'm playing this matters more than ever like my mm-hmm. wife is at home holding everything together so i can be here okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give it yep. everything yep. and then on the other hand drumming isn't as high on the totem pole it's, it's like down here, a couple of rungs, and so it's it's less pressure. There's just so much yeah. more freedom. So instead of playing like this, ah, it's got to be perfect. You're just you're sitting back more, and it's it's more freeing because it's okay. That's yeah. all right. This is this is also fun. It's not just yeah. Not like you're playing in the Super Bowl and you know people are looking at every single little thing you do in slow motion. Yeah, right. That, right. That used to be my tendency. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why did you think that people were doing that? People aren't people aren't zooming in, yeah. in on like okay his, his right ankle right here as you can see it's 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 uh, lifted just 0. 0.5 inches higher than it was at last night. Sean, what you can see is that's <laughs> creating this uh, false fulcrum on the nine thousand xf. It's like no 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 no. You've got no Spencer one's doing, that. doing
0: the commentary in your head.
1: <laughs> <while you're driving>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: your back wasn't quite at ninety five degrees at this uh, <laughs> forty five degrees. <laughs> You're
1: done, get off the throne. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah that actually uh, ties into our faith topic today, which we are not going to hit on just yet. Um, but it's interesting that you said that. Because uh, when you texted me yesterday about um, about recording and coming up with topics, uh, I often have a lot of things on my mind that I've been thinking about. And... Um, you know, that I'd love to have a conversation about, but oftentimes it's, it's hard to narrow it down into a topic. If yeah. that makes sense. Cause it's just a, you know, a plethora of thoughts that are just floating around, um, brought on by various different things that happen throughout the day or conversations that, uh, I've had throughout the week. Um, so, uh, today's topics are, are fun because for a few different reasons. Um, but, but our faith topic specifically is Thanksgiving because tomorrow is Thanksgiving, um, and uh, but it was uh, it was actually brought on by a different, a completely different thought. <laughs> so we'll get to that in a little bit. But it's just interesting hearing your take on yeah. tour, and it mirrors kind of my take on Thanksgiving today in a yeah. way. Um, but sure. I'm glad uh, we should really have an episode where we talk a little bit more about. Um, being on tour as as someone that's married with mm-hmm. a kid mm-hmm. because um, I can't tell you how many conversations I had with various touring uh-huh. musicians. I remember I, talked, I was talking to uh, a couple of the guys in Emory at one point because I was still holding on to hope that I mm-hmm. could do it, you know. And mm-hmm. I was newly married at the time, and I was like, guys, how do you do it? Yeah. Like, how do you how do you leave? Because like, I just knew this would be a disaster. Like, if right. I leave right now for a tour, like <laughs> I might come back and no one's gonna be there waiting for me. You yeah. know. And and they were, they 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 uh the answer was like, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Like. Thanks, guys. I, I assumed that, uh, <laughs> but you know, that was more or less the answer that they had for me. Uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, it makes sense. I was hoping for like, you know, but I think it'd be uh, pretty enlightening for a lot of people that listen to this podcast because I know there are a lot of you listening who see uh, a future in music, um, hopefully professional. Um, and i'm sure have those concerns when you're hearing yeah. both sides of our our lives here like i'm pretty much just home uh full-time dad full-time mm-hmm. uh nine-to-fiver you know um married with kids at home and matt now is also married with a kid at home but continuing the touring lifestyle and that's gonna be uh an interesting i think that could be a pretty cool topic that will have to True. dive into. I think into. it is too.
1: I, I think there's a lot to be said about it. It's it's it says a lot about um, what we've talked about before in passing, I guess. Which would be, yeah, touring's, touring's really good for uh, mitigating the idea of taking your spouse for granted. So, in other words, mm. I think it'd benefit a lot of people, couples, to take some time send send your spouse on a trip um with friends or if if your if your partner is is given an opportunity to go away on a work trip and you see that hey you know there's a lot more than just your relationship at play here you you can't take each other for granted that the one person is going to come home from work or you're both going to come home from work you're going to be around the kitchen table and now you're bickering because you're always doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. When you have that pressure point of tour coming up or that trip coming up, um, you either have to make a decision to say, we're going to leave on good terms or we're not going to figure this out. And then there's that doom and gloom hanging over your head of like, well, see you in a week. Hopefully we can sort it out then. Yeah, And in order to, so that you can do anything good when you leave the house. I, I, I've, I found that, man, when your house is in order, you can take on anything that happens when you go out into the world. So if you're a single person and your finances are in order and you, you, you have, um, a good relationship with your roommate or your parents or your friends, um, you have integrity, you know who you are, you can go out and you can face a lot of challenges because you know that the most essential, the most important thing is good. It's attack. It's the same thing with being married. If you work on your marriage, if you work on your relationship with your spouse, then it is hard to leave them. But all the other things that happen when you go out into the world, in air quotes, at work or whatever it might be that's taking you away, it's okay. It's not going to sting on that badly if you get fired. I mean, It's going to hurt. Yeah. But you're going home to the most important thing you're going up a few right you know rungs on the ladder to the most important thing in your life and the other right. things they, they were just down here it's okay they'll get sorted out um so i think you know I, i've often thought about about that we we take things for granted we take each other for granted leaving on tour is a positive in building your relationship so that it's really strong. So that's so that it's real and you're not mm-hmm. just faking it and going through the motions every day. Now that said, I think when Eleanor gets older, it's it's only going to get harder because she'll realize that I'm leaving mm-hmm. right now. I mean, she's two months old. She, it's yeah. mostly just reflexes when she smiles. She's just, yeah, it's just reflexes, right? I mean, she's, She's just a baby, but when she's five, eight, ten, now it's gonna be like, "Where's Dad? Mm-hmm. Where is he? Why can't?" And
0: it's gonna be harder for you because be she's them. gonna be more involved in things that you want to be involved in as well, right? You know, mm-hmm. sports games and or you know, dance or whatever it is that she decides that she wants to do. You know, it's right. you want to be there for those dance recitals, those mm-hmm. competitions. You know, it's it gets that much harder to, you know,
1: it's gonna be like. I'm going to be like, Hey, I'm teaching drum lessons today. Eleanor, good to see you. You're my student today. (laughs) Your drum student every day is your daughter. This works out pretty well. Now we couldn't help but notice that, uh, you have the same drum student every day and they've been riding around in the bus with us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I do know, I do know some touring
0: musicians that do bring their families along, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's it's interesting you know it's hard but yeah interesting
1: well I'm in a band with great guys who are family focused and um, yeah we'll be able to sort it out as we get there but all I gotta say is for now man I'm having a great I'm having such a great time being a dad I absolutely love Good. being a dad it's the coolest thing I'm getting this That's like great. thumbs up thing over here I'm not sure what that is Actual recording is higher quality. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just getting this. By the way, that reminds me of something. On, on Drummer Hangout the other day, um, there was um, my one student, Ollie. He lives in Australia. Mm-hmm. He was like doing two thumbs up for something. There it is. It's that. It does it on Riverside too. He was on Zoom, though, two thumbs up, and there were these fireworks. I can't believe that Doesn't just do happened do me for me. Like
0: Are you on your phone or something?
1: No, I'm on my laptop. And then he did one thumb up, and it was balloons. Nope, That's not weird. here. Okay. Wild, right? So if you can't see what we're talking about, <laughs> wow. my one student put two thumbs up, and fireworks lit up his whole screen. And the same thing happens on Riverside, which is the platform we're using.
0: That's so strange.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: it doesn't do it to me. Uh, so uh, so yeah, our topics today uh, are some fun ones. We got for drums, uh, five mistakes that drummers make.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, I don't know what Matt's prepared if he's prepared anything. I do have oh, five prepared. plus a bonus. Just in case, I have a feeling that uh, some of ours might align. So maybe we'll just like kind of take turns <laughs> spouting yeah. them off.
1: Um, <laughs> don't do this.
0: But uh, yeah, <laughs> don't do this. Quit it. Um, so that's our that's our drum topic. Our faith topic is forgiveness, as I mentioned earlier. Um, in or sorry, not forgiveness. Thankfulness um, mm-hmm. in preparation for Thanksgiving tomorrow. So yeah, uh, let's dive right into well,
1: it. Maybe you need to forgive to forget be to be thankful. Yeah, Probably not, it's though. possible. Just be
0: they're thankful. All, they're all tied together, you know. Thankfulness uh, is a fruit of the Spirit. Forgiveness is not, but uh, mm-hmm. love is, and okay. love would lead to forgiveness. It so would. I'm just trying to connect the dots for you there.
1: No, that's true. That was good. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Saving my butt over here. All right, so uh, I'll get started so, with this.
0: Five mistakes. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, five mistakes. Let's hear, let's hear what's, what's something that I shouldn't be
1: doing as a drummer. Right. shouldn't be doing this. Stop caring about what people around you think. Turn it off. Turn it off. So in your 20s, you're, you're very concerned about what people think about you. In your 40s, you essentially stop caring what people think about you. And then in your 60s, you realize no one was even really concerned about what you were doing anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so take that 60-year-old future self, unless you are 60, then you already know this is, is true um, and use that. I mean, seriously, it's, it would be, it would have been so much better for me as a 17 year old kid to know, Hey, it really doesn't matter what people think. Um, one of the main reasons I got drum lessons was so that my teacher would tell me I'm doing a good job. (laughs) I spent so much money. I said, I spent so much money sitting down with a drum teacher and yeah, he was teaching me paradiddles and stick control and how to hold the stick. But I honestly, if I really look at it, I was hoping that he would just say, you're doing a good job. Like you're putting in the work and you're really good at this and you could use some work at this. If you can as a drummer get rid of that notion that you need someone to say you're doing a great job, you'll be so much further ahead because then you've removed one thought that, yeah. that doesn't ever need to be there. And so, if you're playing, you're playing for you. You know that it's what you want to do. You know that it's good. You know you want to work on it. It doesn't matter what people around you think.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a good one. And as a caveat, that was actually my (laughs) first uh, mistake as well. But uh, to take that a step further, comparing yourself or comparing your progress Mm -hmm. to other drummers, you know, so gauge your improvement against yourself. Similarly, stop caring what other people think stop Mm -hmm. caring what other about what other people are doing Mm -hmm. and just focus on yourself
1: Mm.
0: practical way to do that would just be to um yeah find find ways of um track like so Matt has a drum notebook he's he's uh notating what he's doing and uh so he knows he can see improvement page over page um I am the type of person where I like to actually record into Pro Tools or uh, on my phone or film what I'm doing. And then months or years after the fact, I can go back and see the improvement mm-hmm. or hear the improvement. Um, and so find a way to track it and track it against yourself because if I go and listen to, uh, to one of these crazy drummers out there, um, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my, my small baby steps of improvement that I do see will feel very insignificant in comparison. So don't compare yourself to other drummers. Don't care what other people think. If you're mm. proud of what you're doing, that's great.
1: Yeah, it's good.
0: Um, so my, uh, I guess, mistake that I would bring um, is um, being closed off to learning new things. Mm. Um, is this your second Styles of Music. This is my first one. The last one was kind of just like an extension of oh. your mistake, I think. Oh,
1: that wasn't one of your five.
0: That was one of my five, but it was kind of like your thought extended. Because oh. I didn't want to totally steal your thought. It was just kind of extended <laughs> thought.
1: That was a really good <laughs> not number five. It was like
0: a... Would you a, consider that a separate three thought? Three. We could call it a separate thought, a separate yes. mistake.
1: I, okay. I would. so... So, we're two
0: mistakes down, well, okay, I'll I will do think, the next one, and
1: I think that they they're connected, obviously, but it's- co- comparing yourself against yourself is is a different thing than comparing yourself, not even comparing see i wasn 't really comparing yourself to other people that's not what i was that's not what I was thinking. it was more so. From a from a performance aspect, if you're on stage playing, Man. and you know that guy out there knows your drum parts, or that guy looks yeah. like someone who knows your drum parts, or that guy is a huge fan of this song, for example, there's a guy right. who really likes the song Treatment, and he was at our show last night, um, and I I thought about it going into the, sh- the show. Don't screw up Treatment because that mm-hmm. guy's here. And after the show, I was walking back to the bus from walking my brother to his car, I was just kind of like, I don't think I was laughing out loud, but I was, I was internally laughing at the thought that that thought was something that I had even given airtime in my mm. brain. Like, don't screw this song up. This guy's here. Like multiple days of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you serious, man? That is, That is going to rob yeah. you of any joy of what you're doing True. and probably yeah. mess you up, honestly. Because yeah, you're you're now thinking about think. it, so don't, just yeah. don't don't care. And that that's the funny a thing. At the, yeah. at the barricade, I, I talked to him. You know, how'd you like the show? You like everything? He's like, yeah, man, it's good. It's like he he might yeah. he might not have even seen the whole. He, he was probably in the bathroom a couple times. Maybe at the <laughs> yeah, bar. Right. Maybe by a merch. Yeah. Maybe he really didn't even care. He's just looking at the lights. Yeah. Man, it's so funny what we give credence it in is. our in our brains. That is funny. That's funny.
0: So I guess I'll do my second one in that case.
1: Okay. Uh, my
0: second mistake, and then Ooh. I'll throw it over to you for your second. Um, being closed off to learning new things, um, and my notes to this—I mean, it could really be anything, but for me personally, it was uh, like styles of music. <laughs> I was always afraid to like branch out into other styles of music because I thought it would change the way that I played.
1: That I saw is a that
0: great my. Point. My playing, I felt, was, like, special. So I was like, if I start playing this r- this this other style, it's going to change who I am. Yeah. And same thing with, like, learning music theory. I was really afraid to, like, learn how to play <coughs> the right way because I felt like it would change what I was doing. Um, or, like, techniques even, like learning switch grip, for instance. I was, I was always, like, really hesitant to try anything new because mm-hmm. I did not want to change who I was as a drummer. Mm-hmm. And, and that was kind of a silly sentiment, I think. Like, um, everything that I've learned, different styles, the things I've learned in theory, different techniques, those have all improved my playing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They haven't changed who I am as a drummer. I'm still playing the same stuff, <laughs> just better. <laughs> and I, I I, have techniques to, to, uh, to build on. Mm-hmm. And so my... Mistake, I guess, was being closed off to learning new things when it comes to drumming.
1: Mm-hmm. It's good. <clears throat> I I feel the same way about that. I remember thinking, um, I don't want to mess this up. It's it, the the image I have in my head is, let's say you're um, you work on uh, you're in the concrete business and you frame up a sidewalk and you you pour it and you screed it. It's perfectly level. And it's like, I don't want to go walking across there until it's completely set. Cause otherwise I'm going to, I'm going to screw it up. I'm going to leave footprints in there. Mm-hmm. And so you just never walk on it. Never walk on the sidewalk, even though it's been cured for, for days, or weeks or yeah. months or years or whatever. It's like, no, 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 you're not going to screw it up. You're only going to make it better. You're actually going to use it. You know, your drumming is going to get better as you branch out and try the genres. That's, yeah. that's funny. I felt the same way. Yeah, It's cool. Okay. Um, my second one is actually based on my notebook. I wasn't even going to say this, but I pulled out my notebook, which is in my backpack next to me. Um, it, for those of you that are like, what's, what's this notebook all about? I use it to clock in and clock out of work, work mm-hmm. being practice. So it gives me a tangible way of knowing how much work I have put in, and that just helps me. But on the front of my notebook, I have a bunch of notes. And um, my second point is when you're practicing, as you figure things out that are working for you, write down your observations about what's happening. Why is it working? So all of a sudden, your left hand is flying. You feel like your left hand is as fast as your right. Look at it. Well, it's what's happening. Look at the mechanics and write them down. Oh, it looks like my left hand's swiveling right to left. Should be like counterclockwise. All my fingers are connected. My forearms loose. Just write them down in like bullet point form, so that you have them. So that the next time you go to play, you can look at it and be like, okay, what was it that helped me get there? So for me, it's double bass uh, that I wrote about. And it was like, my double bass was just working really well that day. I said, okay, well, what is it that I'm noticing is working? Like, what's the mechanics behind what's, what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. Um, feet float and stay connected to pedal. Envision the foot pattern as it's being played, like in your mind. Envision what the pattern is. Look in the mirror. Objects are smoother and, and bigger than they feel. Look in yeah. the mirror. So what that means is in your mind, you think you need to drive the pedal down. But if you look in a mirror at your feet playing there, your motions and the force is actually greater than what it feels like. So the next time you play, just, just use less force because you really don't need that much. Um, separate your legs at your waist, stretch out your arms, keep your body loose. Don't lean in. These are just some points I made. Uh, that I'm actually glad I'm reading because they're good reminders before I play tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but there these are go. true for me, right? It's like last night when I was playing, there are certain parts where um playing, playing really well, playing loose, things are working. And then there's other parts where I, I'm doing the opposite of this, or I'm not following these, these points and I double base suffers. Yeah. So write down the observations you have about the times you're practicing and things are going well.
0: Nice. I like that. All right. So I will do my third one then.
1: Mhm. Uh,
0: my third one or my my fifth mistake is overplaying.
1: Mm.
0: Um I think it's okay to play cool and difficult parts but as long as you're playing them at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um Because even in the most technical and busy drum styles, take August Burns Red, for instance, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh, and the style that Matt plays, um, there's still a sense of what's needed and what's not. We've talked about this before, uh, playing to the song, being sensitive to the needs of the song. Mm -hmm. Um, So ultimately it's, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and just be sensitive. So I I think that was something that uh, took... Me some time to learn, um, especially when doing some of the other mistake or making some of the other mistakes that we've already mentioned, like caring what other people think. Mm -hmm. Think, Oh, that guy! I know that guy's a good drummer over there. Uh, Mm -hmm. I got to do something really cool here to impress him. Something technically (laughs) like impossible. I'm gonna just do this. I'm gonna pull this out, and what it actually ends up doing is make you makes you look stupid (laughs) (laughs) because the song did not require that, and it actually doesn't work and for you it actually makes you sound like you're not as experienced of a drummer because you tried to fit it in where it didn't belong um so overplaying is my third mistake that's great man i would 100 agree with that
1: my uh my third mistake is people get in their own heads and they forget to smile Hmm. forget to smile forget to have fun So good example of this last night, we had a good show in Dallas. Um, JB's running around smiling. Dustin's up on the riser with me goofing off. Jake's looking back like smiling, having fun. People see that. And I would make it pretty strong argument that people see that a band is enjoying what they're doing and care about that more than a perfect performance or near perfect or even tight Mm -hmm. performance. Um, The way – to figure that out would be just reverse it. So bands and stage they look miserable, they don't want to be up there, they don't even like each other, but they're playing really well. It's like, well, it was Yeah. Sound like the sound like the album, but it wasn't all that yeah. fun or entertaining. And um so as a drummer, how can you practice that kind of enthusiasm in your practice space? It might mm. it might be really awkward and cheesy at first, but who cares? Just sit down yeah. and have fun playing, smile set up a mirror and actually force a smile and get used to playing with that look on your face, because that is something your body will memorize. And it actually does make you feel happier playing drums. Yeah. Try not to grimace as much. Um, Try try to, try to try to, it sounds so funny, especially to some drummers who are like, try to have fun. Like I can't wait to play drums again, but um, for, for some people, especially if you play a lot, it can, it can feel like a chore and it can be, Especially if you're playing a challenging drum part, it can um, it can be hard to do that. So practice yeah. that smile. Have fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I love that. It is hard when you're when you're so focused on something I know. to you know to remember to to smile. One thing that I always did with with uh, the various bands that I was in when I was playing drums, anyway, was um, I would always try to like like lock eyes with one or a few of the members in my band during the show
1: and oh, like just kind of jam out.
0: Like like yeah. you know, you kinda of get into the zone with them. Like my bass player was always really good at coming over to the to the kit yeah. and like shouting something at me while he's playing right. bass and we just like get into it and like we have fun. And then that that's contagious To people observing the show. You know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, they're having fun up there, so I should be having fun. (laughs) So 100% (laughs) agree with that. That's a great, that's a good one. Um, My fourth mistake is um, setting up my drums just for looks. Um, There is a, as we've talked about before, there's a certain level of looking cool or feeling cool that has its part in drumming, Um, especially, you know, if you wanna, imitate or look like drummers that you look up to you know i want mm-hmm. to set up my kit like them this is the person that inspired me i want my i want my toms at a at an angle major angle you know <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's that's totally cool um i was the type of person who wanted my symbols higher than i could really reach <laughs> as, <laughs> as high as the uh, the symbol stands would allow me to get them is yeah, how high my symbols were and at some point i realized this is making my job so much harder.
1: (laughs) I can't play these
0: parts as well as I could if the cymbal was just like right here instead. And the only reason they were up there was because I thought it looked cool.
1: Absolutely. And I
0: unfortunately inspired a lot of younger drummers to do the same thing. They're like, I want my cymbals like yours. They're so cool. They're all high up there. And for me, it was like to an extent, it was cool because I felt cool. I was flailing like crazy because I literally had to put my arms up in the air to hit my cymbals. Like yeah. There was no getting around it. I was constantly flailing my arms. Yeah. And it did look cool. It did feel cool. But at some point, I was like, this does not make sense. <laughs> it's making <laughs> my life so much harder. Yeah. Uh, I could drop them a foot or two feet and, uh, and play this part much more easily. So mm-hmm. don't sacrifice being able to improve your playing simply to look cool.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. uh, you could look cool, but if you look cool failing, it's... It's not that cool. <laughs> mm.
1: That's good. So it's yeah. great. All right, uh, number four for me. Um, find a Don't find. You can find. Establish pressure points in your plane. So you attend a church. Sign up for the worship band. Get on the planning center schedule. A month from now, you got to play a service. That means you're going to have to practice. It means you're going to have to put in some work. Um, you want to play in a van? Let some let some friends know. Put a put a uh, make a post on Facebook or Instagram or somewhere about how hey, you play drums. You want to do this? And create some pressure points in your life where you're going to have to do work in order to not look like an idiot when the time comes to perform. Yeah. The reason that this works so well is it's it would be hard to practice a lot and push yourself if you don't have an application or you don't have an outlet mm-hmm. or you don't have a end goal or you don't have a um, date to work towards a goal to have in mind as you're working. Yeah. So if you're just playing drums endlessly by yourself in your basement and there's there's no there's nothing else besides just playing drums. you're gonna play, but you're you're probably not gonna push yourself as hard as if mm. you have something exterior creating that pressure. Mm. yeah, establish some pressure points in your life.
0: Yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, my fifth mistake is uh, only using one stick size. For the entirety of my oh, drumming career. Wow. Um, now, I'm not saying that it's not possible to find the perfect stick day one of your drumming career. Mm-hmm. The sticks that come with your starter kit are perfect mm-hmm. for you. It's, it's happened before. But, um, you know, I made the mistake of getting a pair of 5A's to start, as many of you have, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, and holding on to those 5A's, no pun intended, very tightly... <laughs> for for many years, and it wasn't until I was gifted a pair of uh, signed signature sticks from Wuv, P.O.D.'s drummer. Signed signature sticks, Um, ran out of five A's, Uh, I was young at the time, I couldn't just go out and get new sticks, and I decided to use the sticks uh these signed signature sticks from Love. Um just as my regular play kit sticks. Whoa. Um
1: <laughs> did he really gift them to you?
0: No, no, I mean like you could purchase them. <laughs> oh. It was like, you know, I I was gifted them thought... um from somebody. No, he didn't give them to me. Oh man. <laughs> no, uh never met the guy. Um okay. I did like his music for a very long time. Still do. Yeah. Um yeah. but uh he uh, I so I had I had those sticks kinda like you know, stashed away, wasn't going to use them. Ended up using them, and I loved them. Yeah, like I couldn't believe how much better it felt to play drums. Uh huh. Shifting away from the five A's, um, couldn't find his signature sticks anywhere, but found the closest thing to it. Kind of researched the length and and the tip and everything, and found something as close as possible. So now, to this day, I use uh, seven A's. Mm-hmm. Um, which were just better for me. Um, mm-hmm. They're not great if I was going to play metal, but they're great for what I play, and I love how it feels. So That's a great point. I would just caution anyone who is dead set on the sticks that they started playing with because they're comfortable. And I will, I will say this: you might pick up the perfect stick for you and. Switching from the previous stick that you're used to using to this new stick might feel uncomfortable at first, but just give it a shot.
1: Absolutely. 100%. I would just, I would
0: recommend everyone just experiment with some stick sizes and, and different pairs because you might find something that really, truly is better for you and makes a difference in your playing. Absolutely. So don't be closed off. I was closed off for a very long time. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it.
1: It's a great point. I was using, uh, rock sticks for a while, um, all the way since mm-hmm. constellations, 10 year tour and all, all the way up until this year. And now I'm using three A's and man, are they, are they so much better for me right now? I mean, there's, yeah. they're less baseball bat and more drumstick and. Just more more musical in, in certain parts. Uh, it's it's not a yeah. world of change. Like it feels like a world of change when you're picking up a rock stick now. They feel huge, but yeah. Um, at first, it was like I can't play these pencils. These things are tiny, and then you get mm-hmm. used to them, and they they feel great. Yep. Yeah, that's good point. Uh, good point. Uh, my my fifth point is don't get too obsessed with your gear and your settings that you forget that you are the biggest factor in playing drums. Mm, you, you are. So like, yeah. look at your hands, look at your feet. You, you yourself. Which means you have to take care of yourself too. Mm-hmm. As much as you're spending money and taking care of gear, changing heads, looking at your pedal settings, when you get frustrated playing because you can't play double bass as fast as you want, just just know that you are by far the biggest piece of the of the pie um the the gear is such a small part of it Mm. so you can spend a ton of time changing your your settings your pedals spring tension beater angle footboard angle get new pedals um believe me i'm very guilty of this i did this for years but just try not to spend a whole lot of time on that spend a whole lot more time on practice and yourself
0: That's great, fantastic. So those are our five mistakes or ten mistakes, I guess, in this case that uh, we recommend trying to avoid or trying go. to implement. Um, yeah, pretty good. Hopefully, that was helpful to you guys. I actually had a number of bonus ones that I'm not going to mention today, um, but
1: um, well, to do a part two,
0: we'll we'll do a part two one of these days. Part this was uh, this was fun two. fun to think about. Yeah, it was. There, I, I was actually kind of, it was funny just realizing how many things I've done wrong in my <laughs> time of drumming.
1: <laughs> I thought it would come
0: a little bit harder. Like I thought I'd really have to try to find some things that I've done poorly yeah. in my drumming like, <laughs> career. No. <laughs> but You've nope, they came pretty up. easy. I had them in about five minutes. I had all, all five.
1: <laughs> I oh, didn't and and down. Yeah. I just had them all ready to go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it's funny. Yeah. So uh so our faith topic, I will kick this one off, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, please. This one came uh, you know Thanksgiving, obviously. I, I wanted to talk about it because Thanksgiving is tomorrow. We've talked about Thanksgiving before. Um, but the what brought me to this topic is a little bit different. Um and I started going into this a little bit at the beginning of the episode. But so i my my gut reaction uh, as far as a topic to talk about today, was actually anxiety. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about anxiety I've been extremely anxious recently mm-hmm. um, I can't explain why it's probably just a multitude of reasons that all play into each other. Um, I realized this as I was becoming more reliant on uh, scented candles and uh, <laughs> lo-fi music while I'm working and things like that. Just like I just need to chill, like deep, you know, deep breathing exercises. Like I was like, man, I've never been this like so like anxious in my uh-huh. life. Um, and there are certain things that sure do the trick in the moment, like a scented candle or like uh-huh. a, you know, throwing on some lo-fi music, like a, like a glass of wine or something. But ultimately, the thing that really <laughs> helped me the thing that really helped me deal with anxiety was thankfulness. And then I started realizing how many other things thankfulness can treat. And it was like just about everything. <laughs> We've talked about thankfulness before. We've talked about, um, you know, even just the, the verse that's, um, you know, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Like Thanksgiving comes first. It's how I've structured even my prayer time. Is by mm-hmm. starting off with with thankfulness, because as soon as you start with that, it changes your entire mindset, and yeah. that's exactly what it does. Even outside of prayer, I guess it technically could be prayer because yeah. you're focusing on things mm-hmm. that God has given you. But mm-hmm. for me, it was literally like the thing that stops me from being anxious is like just realizing, like, man, I've got great kids, mm-hmm. I love my kids, man, mm-hmm. what a, an amazing wife I have.
1: I love Mm -hmm. my wife.
0: Like, man, God, you bless me with this new house. Mm -hmm. Look at this kit that I always dreamed of having. It's sitting right Mm -hmm. in front. Like, I just, like, just Mm -hmm. recentering. you know. God, thank you for these amazing people, these new neighbors, Mm -hmm. these friends that I have in my life. Thank you that we get to, thank you that we have food on our table. Thank you Mm -hmm. for this refrigerator that's stocked you know like like all, all these little things it was like when i was when i started thinking about everything that i had thankful to be thankful for nothing really compared to it it was like man the things that i'm so caught up on the things that are making me so anxious so uptight are so small they're mm-hmm. so minuscule in comparison to all of these things that i have that i'm just taking for granted mm-hmm. so matt when you started talking about how drumming just felt so small in comparison to Mm -hmm. having your beautiful baby girl and your wife at home and they're doing Mm -hmm. great and you get to talk to them, you get to see them every day and you just start thinking about them when you're up on the kit Mm -hmm. and it just makes everything more fun because it's like, you know what? This is just fun. Mm -hmm. I'm having a great time up here. Like nothing else matters. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what people think. Nope. That is like, it's the same exact thing for me. It's the same exact route. It's like just focusing on the right thing is really what mm-hmm. it is. And being thankful for that. Because exactly. that mindset is such a such a strength, man. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was the the uh, the verse like like in our weakness he is strong was really what was like coming through for me. It was like, man, I am so weak right now, I am so mm-hmm. exhausted, I am so stressed, I am so anxious. But this little, this little tool <laughs> that is talked about so much, <laughs> thankfulness, this little tool can make you so strong amid all of these things. You know, it doesn't matter who you are or where you're at. There is something that you can find to be thankful for, and that mm-hmm. will completely change your point of view. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was kind of the the premise, I guess, of this topic. I do want to talk about thankfulness and being thankful. Maybe we can list a few things that we're thankful for today, mm-hmm. like the cliché thank- Thanksgiving <laughs> type conversation, but that I, seeing thankfulness as a tool and just knowing from recent experience how it really has impacted me and helped me, um, that's kind of where I, I wanted to start.
1: Perfect. You're exactly right about this. I'm being mentored right now on a program called Men of Iron and uh, something that I had been dealing with earlier this year and over the years with drumming has been how do I deal with the pressure? How do I deal with the expectations? And my mentor, having performed at a high level in wrestling and coaching college wrestling, his advice was exactly this. Get up there, look around and think, how in the world do I get the chance to do this? This is incredible. God. I get to do this? Wow, this is amazing. The yeah. gratitude and the thankfulness pushes out the anxiety. You yeah. can't be anxious. And be thankful for everything you have at the same time. <laughs> you can't, you, you can't be, you can't be One overflowing with anxiety and at the same time be like, wow, this is incredible. I get to do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so think true. about that. It's like, oh man, I'm really, I'm really nervous about this meeting. I can I said so awesome. I get to be employed by this company yeah. and then I get a, a spot at the table. It's you amazing, know, right? It doesn't, it's like oil and water. It doesn't mix. Yeah. And like you said, a tool. This is a tool that you can use. It's not just kitschy advice, oh be thankful this Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Are you anxious because you're looking around you on social media? As you're talking, I'm realizing it's it's right in front of us. It's so on the news. There's a lot of anxiety out there right now. There always has been, but um, but there's a lot of anxiety out there. And if you're having a hard time dealing with it, maybe looking on social media at other people's lives and what's going on around you is removing any grateful gratitude, any, any thankfulness that you have and replacing it with comparison and subsequently envy and subsequently anxiety. Mm-hmm. And if you can just, backpedal a little bit get back here step away from the phone step away from everything else and say all right what do i have in my life that i can be thankful for well if you're having that thought you're alive <laughs> you you you're here right you 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 have some some semblance of of health to be thankful for maybe there's a lot going wrong right now and it's easy to be anxious about all of that but social media is is just another there's always been a form of social media whether it's the newspaper your grandparents used to read at the table that was also a distraction from what was right in front of them right there's always been something yeah but the the antidote to anxiety is gratitude and how do you get filled with gratitude Out loud, you start to say, man, I am so glad I get to do this. I am so glad I get to do this. That is so awesome I have this. It is amazing that this thing is in my life. I can't believe that person did that for me. Wow, look Mm -hmm. at this thing I get to do. And all of a sudden, anxiety gets pushed out, and you look at social media, or you're talking to a friend, or you're at work, and instead of seeing things in light of, like, here's what I don't have, here's what I can't do, here's what I'm not competent in, you start to say, well, here's what I do have. Yep. And the table gets the the whole the whole thing gets flipped around. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden there's a smile on your face instead of this like caving in head down, yeah. arms crossed. There's no room for anxiety when you're filled with gratitude. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Yep.
0: Yep. And there are so many things that like you could try. I am guilty. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with lighting a candle or taking a bath or you know whatever it is that calms you down and you know tried and true ways of just dealing with that stress or that anxiety. There's nothing wrong with that. But but when you can refocus, why not? Like when you can change your mind set around it, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you even just add that as part of the mix? You know. Low fine thankfulness, yeah, that that'll get you through. You know, yeah. <laughs> like just fi- you know whatever it is, just figure it out. But include thankfulness because man, is yeah. it a powerful tool. Like the most powerful way to to deal with it. Um, and then anxiety will come back. That stress will come back. Just go back to thankfulness. Yeah. What do I have to be thankful for? There is yeah. something. Yeah. Put together a list.
1: Absolutely. You know. Yeah, that's that's let's talk about someone who's in a in a spot that's that's really tough right now. Um, you know, and they just they're listening to this, you just can't can't get themselves there. That's okay. I mean the Bible's full of examples of, of um, situations where people said, I I'm done, I'm broken, I can't do this. And I was there in my life. Tim, you've been there in your life. Oh yeah. And you have to face that head on. And be honest with yourself and be honest with what's happening. But you can't live there forever. You have to move out of there at some point. You can live there forever. But fast forward 20 years from now, do you want to be the kind of person that's still dwelling on that? Right. You can be, and you can probably find people in your life that are. That's what happened to me. I looked at someone who was in his fifties and he was still dealing with some of the same stuff that I was hung up on um in in losing my marriage you know, and I was just like i don't I don't want to be cynical about my faith in twenty years, and if I keep going down this road I'm going to be and I'm going to be that guy and I don't want to be that guy so it's okay to be in a place where you're just ripped apart and you don't want to go anywhere you just want to sit in it and figure it out that's okay be honest with yourself yeah and figure it out and then once you've had time there and you've worked through the stages of grief or whatever that might look like for you move on pick yourself up and say all right what do i have what are we working with here and fill yourself with gratitude and thankfulness for what you what you have even if it's nothing you just you have nothing like you're, you're you're standing up okay well yeah, this is uh this is a this is this is going to be interesting. Well, yeah, it's it's a fresh start. Yeah. And guess what? Your character is now your reward. Your your right. character's been worked on because of this. It's almost like you got something gifted to you because of this experience. The only way yeah. you're going to see that is if you look at it mm. through the lens of gratitude. Otherwise, yeah. it's just going to If you flip it around and say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened to me. This is terrible. I don't deserve this. Then you're just going to be filled with anxiety, and um, it's just going to keep you stuck. Yeah. So this Thanksgiving, I really hope and pray that everyone listening to this, um, whether you're having a really good season or chapter in your life or whether it's just a really tough one, that you can find a couple things in your life. As you look around and say, man, I'm really glad that I have that. I'm really glad I get to do this. And if only for this one day, even if you listen to this, you know, it's a week out from Thanksgiving, just, just let, let that take over today. Let that win. Let that thought carry you tomorrow's another situation. Maybe it's awful. And it's like, I, tomorrow's going to be the worst. Day. Okay. Well, let's that's 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 let that wait till tomorrow. Today that's that's just let the gratitude take over. Yeah. And just see what happens cuz maybe that turns into day 2 and then day 3 and then day 4 and then it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah.
0: And I think on on the the flip side too like hey maybe maybe it's not anxiety that you're struggling with. Maybe you're not struggling with anything. Maybe you're in a great place mentally, mm-hmm. physically. Um but uh you know, if you're the type of person um who has the fear of missing out? Get that gets that FOMO. You know, mm-hmm. imagine. Uh, you know what? What are you taking for granted? What are you not appreciating that you could be thankful for? Like, think about those things, especially around this time. I mean, I'm always saying like, thank Thanksgiving is kind of a silly holiday. I love it because there's food, there's family, there's football, the three x <laughs> You know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm all about. But beyond that, like, thank Thanksgiving should be a it's not just a season of gratitude. Like gratitude should be what we encompass as a part of our life every Mm day. (laughs) So it's like, you know, sure. Yeah. Christmas, that's a season. Although we could be celebrating the the true meaning of (laughs) Christmas, I suppose all year round, but, but, you know, Christmas is a season, Thanksgiving it's a day, but thank thankfulness, Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. should be a mindset. It should be, you know, how we live. So it's like, Let's, let's identify, like, what are we taking for granted? Like, what mm-hmm. are we underappreciating? What do we have in our lives that we can be really thankful for and, and uh, appreciate, recognize, mm-hmm. you know? It's like that for me, it's like, yeah, what am I missing out on that I have in my life that I'm just not giving the time of day, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so many things. When I, when I start to put a list together, it's scary. <laughs> so, so I would yeah. encourage you all, especially around this time, uh should yeah. be all the time but especially around this time you know mm-hmm. take take a moment to just think about what you have mm-hmm. and and be thankful for it
1: yeah it's great you know that's good man yeah it's it's it's, it's a it's an important topic I, i'm really glad you brought these up i think um you know the five things to remember about drumming it's it's just it's pragmatic and it's applicable in my life i really hope as a listener you know, as you're listening to this, that you can work this into your uh, life as a drummer and as um, as as someone who's trying to work on yourself and do better. Right. Yeah. We should all be trying to do that, and um, your your life will be better, not worse, mm-hmm. as a drummer and as a human being by getting rid of anxiety and filling your life with gratitude. That's, that's actually kind of funny. It works in both ways. It's like as a drummer, you put that smile on and you think about the things you do have. Your drumming will be better. Mm-hmm. You're going to play better and you're going to enjoy it more. If, if you aren't a drummer, um, then as a human being going about your day, your life's going to be better if you fill your life yeah. with gratitude and thankfulness. <clears throat> awesome. Good well, happy stuff. Thanksgiving, Tim. I'm glad we got happy to do this today. From yeah, Emo's yeah. in Austin. <laughs> From Emo's. Emo is not dead, in case you were wondering. We are not an Emo band, in case you were wondering.
0: <laughs> I'm going to start saying, oh, yeah, my friend's an Emo band. <laughs>
1: I'm not even offended.
0: I'm going to send you some black eyeliner just to, just to prove a point. <laughs> For the cruise. For the cruise. <laughs> you got to straighten your hair. Dive black. Annie will love it.
1: Those days are behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Thank you for listening That's to this well. episode. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Inner Circle, for your support. You guys are making this happen every two weeks, 27 times. That's right. For the last five years almost. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can't believe yep. we're still doing this. It's so cool we get to do this. There you go. So
0: so cool. Gratitude. Uh, Thank you guys. Not It's not, Love not you guys. hard
1: to get the gratitude when I think about this podcast because it's it's really easy and it's really fun and I just so happen to benefit from it a lot too. Yes. So hope you do yes, too. too. If you're interested in becoming an inner circle member, you can sign up. Patreon.com slash the Holy Ghost Notes. There's several tiers on there and you can support us. Uh, basically it just covers our tech talk to- our, our tech costs. So Pro Tools, um, our all of our expenses. Yeah.
0: Number of subscriptions. <laughs> in order to make this happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not a real expensive podcast to run, but we do have expenses and it really helps to have your support. That's right. So thank yeah. you to the you guys. circle for your support. And we will see you, you in two weeks.
0: That's right. Hey, if you have any questions, concerns, or hey, actually I want to hear what some of your drumming mistakes are. So send them over, Matt and Tim at the Holy Ghost or Hit us up on one of the socials: Facebook, Instagram, at Holy Ghost Notes. Love to hear from you. Love to hear what uh, some some ways that you've found that you can improve your drumming, so that we can in turn improve. So, <laughs> Sounds good. Yes. That's <laughs> anyway, it. We'll be that's seeing it. you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye.